It's time, D-Heads. Disney Blue presents Disney On Demand. Every week, Disney Blue lets you relive the magic, the movies, and the memories with celebrity guests, the best of classic Disney, and breaking news on Disney's latest. So put on your ears and give it a little bibbidi-bobbidi-boo. Disney Blue's Disney On Demand is on the air! Now, here's your host, Jonathan Johnson. All right, all of you Disney fans, you tuned in for another magical installment of Disney Blues, Disney On Demand, and the Diz Radio Show. And this week for show number 188, for the week of August 17th, 2017, we're going to help your dreams come alive. We're going to help you reach for the stars and have that happily ever after, as we have none other than Angie Kielhauer stopping in here this week. Now, Angie, you may know from the hit television series The Voice, she was also the key singer in the theme song for the all-new Happily Ever After Fireworks found at the Magic Kingdom at the Walt Disney World Resort. She's a solo artist, a touring musician, and so much more. And Angie's going to stop in and chat with all of you D-heads out here, talking about what it was like being on The Voice, getting discovered, following her dreams, and of course being part of the all-new Fireworks celebration with Happily Ever After at the Magic Kingdom, where her voice and theme song for that fireworks is going to be heard for years and years to come. In addition, no show would be complete without the D-Team, and this week we are chock full with the D-Team here for all of you D-Heads. You have the questions, he always has the answers, and Aaron is going to answer all your questions and I want to know. We have Paige with the symphony for your ears in the Magical Music Review with some Disney music that's going to add that magic, memories, and so much more to liven up your week. We also have Dominic, who's going to give you this week's short leash with tips and tricks to make the most out of your Walt Disney World vacation when you're short on time and when you're short on money. And we have Randy with the latest in Disney multimedia for your Androids, your iPhones, your devices, you name it. And let's not forget going deep into the vault with another Blu-ray and DVD you want to add to your collection with our very own Jason. We have tons of news hot off the D-wire from Halloween Town, Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party, Hollywood Studios, as well as the Disney Channel, Disney Junior, the Walt Disney Company, and so much more. So before we jump into this week's show and kick off the festivities, I do want to mention that DizRadio.com is probably sponsored by Castle and Dreams Travel. And Castle and Dreams Travel is 100% free agency. They're going to help you plan, book, prepare, and make the most magical vacation that you could possibly have from dining reservations, your tickets, character interactions, you name it. They're going to hold your hand, treat you like family, and walk you through the process. They also have bilingual experts to help you with any language barriers that you might have. So definitely check them out. Castle and Dreams Travel, the official sponsor of Diz Radio. So all of you D-heads, with that said, we are in the heart of summer. We have lots of fun things on the horizon and so much more. We're going to be taking a trip, thinking about those days of baseball and playing in summertime this week. We're going to take a trip onto Splash Mountain. We're going to go to the Magic Kingdom. We're going to rub the lamp and maybe make some wishes with a genie and so much more. So you know what? Since there is so much going on within the Walt Disney Company, let's kick it off with something that's a little bit retro and a little bit new. This last week, everybody knows that the all-new reboot of DuckTales officially kicked off. So let's kick it off with DuckTales. Let's officially kick off show number 188 for the week of August 17th, 2017. And I'll be right back, all of you D-heads. It's going to be a fun romp here this week, making our own Happily Ever Afters happen. Life is like a hurricane here in 
to a birth in their dealings with stressed envelope to Davis and Kurt. Right down that. So we are here in London at Air Studios to record a 75-piece orchestra for the new show, Happily Ever After, Magic Kingdom. Happily Ever After is really meant to be the kiss goodnight, the kind of final moment where you and your family gather together to watch this experience. And the music is truly at the heart of everything. It's the script, it's the emotion, it's the thing that guides us through. Yeah, great. Yeah. Love it. With this show, it's really a, a wide range of emotions. We've got some beautiful stuff that's just very sensitive to, uh, you know, we've got this banging section we call adversity, which is where the heroes, they're going through the adversity on their journey. So, we, you know, it can be loud and exciting, wonderful and loving. We've got another section, which is the friends section. It's just constantly changing and moving. What's so wonderful about this show is taking what the world I love, which is music, and the world of Disney music, the power of Disney music. How do you put all of these themes that were written at different times by different composers together in one piece of music? And that's really how we feel about this whole show, is that it's one, very much one continuous piece of music that you go on this journey for. As our audience watches the show, I want them to feel the same emotions that our characters are feeling. I want them to feel this sense of adventure. I want them to have moments where they dream. I want them to reflect on their own dreams. I want them to feel love. You know, I want them to laugh. These are all the emotions that we're going to be conveying, both visually and, of course, musically.
Hey, this is Mike Gabriel. I'm a Disney director, animator, production designer, story man, character designer. I've done everything there. I've been there 35 years. Uh, I worked on directed Pocahontas, directed Rescuers Down Under, made a cool short called Lorenzo you might have seen, and uh, production designed Wreck-It Ralph, among other things. And I did the corporate logo, too, the, the castle logo with the fireworks and all that. I got to make that. So anyway, I'm so glad to be here at Disney On Demand. Hey, D-Heads, you're listening to Disney On Demand. Wow, it's dark in here. Wow, and now it's too bright. Taking you on those magical journeys from your lifetime of Disney. Kari, Kari McKean. It's like Kari only with a K instead of a C and an A instead of an E and only one R and an I instead of an I. It's Disney On Demand. Well, it started out like any normal sitting gig. You know, with the reassuring of the parent and all. Here's your host, Jonathan Johnson. I just wish I could forget the whole thing. You will, kid. You will. All right, all you D-heads, so I am back, and I hope you enjoyed the official kickoff for show number 188 for the week of August 17th, 2017, as we're getting ready to live our happily ever after, follow our dreams, reach for the stars, and so much more, as we have none other than Angie Kielhauer. Yes, from The Voice, and of course, the happily ever after fireworks at the Magic Kingdom at Walt Disney World, stopping in here very shortly. We also have the D-team of Aaron, Paige, Dominic, Randy, and Jason, all stopping in with their signature segments, and all kinds of news hot off the D-wire. So before I jump into that news and all the different kinds of fun we have here this week, I do got to give you, yes, all the different ways that you can find us everywhere. And first and foremost, you can always stay connected on our official website at DizRadio.com. That's D-I-Z Radio. Com. There you can find our full list of past shows, the complete podcast archives, our latest news blogs, and more right there on our official website at DizRadio.com, D-I-Z Radio. Com. You can also connect up with us all over the social media outlets on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Diz Radio Show. That's D-I-Z Radio S-H-O-W. You can also follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and many other places. Just search Disney On Demand, Disney Blue, that's B-L-U, or Diz Radio, D-I-Z Radio. All of which are going to help you find our fun, unique, and I always say our magical, quirky little show. And remember, if you want to stay connected instantly, you can't wait to hear my voice, the D-Team's voice, all of our special guests, and more. All you have to do is go to iTunes or Stitcher Radio and search Disney On Demand, Diz Radio, or Disney Blue, and you can subscribe right there and get the latest shows on your iPhone, your Android, your tablet, you name it, just by subscribing right there and staying connected instantly every single week. And if you can't remember anything that I'm actually talking about or saying, you're just hearing me go blah, 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 just go to DizRadio.com. There you can find all these links and more. Now, finally, let's jump into that news hot off the D-wire because we have a lot of fun things here this week as we're going to be talking about baseball. We're going to be going into, you know, magical lamps and genies as well as going to the Walt Disney World Resort, maybe taking trips on Splash Mountain and more. So let's jump into the news hot off the D-wire here this week. And how about the Cromwells are going to reunite in the real Halloween town in honor of Debbie Reynolds. That's right, it is time to pull out the wands, cast some spells, because the Cromwells are going back to the real life Halloween town. Yes, all of you D-heads know that we love Halloween and Halloween town here in the show. That's right, we've had so many people connected with the Halloween town franchise, from J. Paul Zimmerman, Judith Hogue, Daniel Kuntz, Alicia Rulin, as well as Kimberly J. Brown, all past guests 
here on our show, as well as our not-so-scary Halloween celebrations we love to do. Well, it seems the Wizards and Witches are ready to gather in honor of the late Debbie Reynolds. Kimberly J. Brown announced via video and on her social media this week that she's going to be heading to the real-life Halloween Town, which is found in St. Helens, Oregon, to celebrate the spooky season once again. She also made note that many of her film stars are going to join her as well, including her on-film brother, J. Paul Zimmerman, as well as her mother, Judith Hogue, with the series. And she's also trying to get Sophie, yes, Emily Roski, stopping in as well. So it is going to be a fun time. Now, as part of the celebration, they are going to be doing a variety of different things. Lighting the giant jack-o'-lantern in the middle of town square. Everybody loves it. There's viewings of the films, all kinds of candlelight, costumes, and so much more. Now, the Conjuring of Spirits will be part of a tribute that is slated to be part of the annual ceremony, like I said, with the jack-o'-lantern being lit. Now, this is going to be in honor of Debbie Reynolds. We all know played Aggie, yes, their grandmother on the Halloween Town franchise. Now, this special night of events is going to kick off on October 14th. So if you're looking to head out to the event, to head out to Oregon, go to St. Helens. Now's the time to start booking those trips and getting them ready because the real-life Halloween Town is going to be conjuring up a spell and hopefully celebrating the memory of the late Debbie Reynolds. Now, moving right along here, since we are talking about one of my favorite times and Halloween, how about the spectacular celebration and spectacular merchandise coming in time for Halloween at the Disney parks? Yes, everybody knows Halloween, as I mentioned, is one of my favorite times of the year. And everybody loves the Hocus Pocus villain spectacular. Well, now the Disney Parks blog released this last week the complete full lineup of all new merchandise coming for the Halloween party, Hocus Pocus fun, your magic bands, collectible pins, and so much more. Now, they are going to have a variety of different things. My favorite is the Hocus Pocus merchandise. Yes, it is done in that very Tim Burton-esque kind of uh, illustrative style from a variety of different t-shirts you name it they have it with all three of the witches on there the sanderson sisters and more to celebrate that as well as the mickey's not so scary halloween party tons of merchandise as well from exclusive limited edition magic bands all the way through cloisonne pins and so much more it is going to be fun and these popular products you know everybody loves these merchandise they go fast they go quick and everybody loves them. But I'm not going to sit here and describe it because me describing what a shirt looks like to you or describing uh, these great, fantastic Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party orange magic bands, it's not going to do it justice. You can find the complete write-up on our official website at DizRadio.com. You can also find it as well on the Disney Parks blog. Now, moving along here, since we're talking about following our dreams, dreaming big, our happily ever afters, how about Disney debuting the Dream Big Princess photography campaign to encourage kids around the globe to dream big. Yes, Disney announced this week the global photographic campaign in support of hashtag Dream Big Princess, celebrating inspiring stories from around the world to encourage kids everywhere to dream big. Now, 19 female photographers from 15 countries have created a series of empowering images, showcasing real-world girls and women as part of Disney's Dream Big Princess initiative that was launched in 2016 and continues to be highly popular. 
Now, photographs will be shared on social media to help raise funds for the Girl Up, the United Nations Foundation's program supporting adolescents' girls' leadership and empowerment. Now, they have released on their official press the idea that stories, whether real life or fictional alike, like those of Belle or Rapunzel, can inspire kids to follow their dreams. And it's the heart at Hash Dream Big Princess campaign, said Jimmy Pitaro, chairman of Disney Consumer Products and Interactive Media. We asked some of our most accomplished female photographers to help tell these stories from around the world, and the results are incredible. Now, these results are truly incredible. They have great different stories here, from a little girl running, pursuing her dreams, to somebody who wants to be a leader in business, and so much more. I mean, it really is a great campaign, and the imagery is phenomenal and gorgeous. I mean, you just can't help but love it because it is truly gorgeous. Now, I'm not going to go through all the different photography here and uh, describe these to you, but it truly is empowering. Myself, having two daughters myself out of my four kids, I want them to feel empowered. I want them to feel like they can accomplish anything. And the Dream Big Princess photographic campaign truly is one of those that's going to do that as well. If you want to find out more about it, you can find it on their official Facebook page or just look up hashtag Dream Big Princess. Now, since we are talking about women and empowerment, how about the Disney Parks announcing the Moms Panel Search? Yes, are you a person that your friends, colleagues, and everybody feels that you're the one that gives the best advice for Disney planning vacations? Yes, you can put together a better itinerary than anybody ever could? Well, the Moms Panel Search is on once again at www.momspanelsearch.com. Yes, the Magic Kingdom at Walt Disney World, as well as Disneyland, Disney Cruise Lines, Disney Adventures, and so much more is looking once again for moms for the Moms Panel. Now, applicants will be selected based on their personal experience exploring various Disney destinations and their ability to communicate with their Disney knowledge to prospective guests in an easy to understand and friendly ways. Now, there's so many great things about being part of the Disney Parks Moms Panel that, you know, you get great tips, you get all kinds of different things. And of course, dads have been part of it as well. So it isn't strictly just to the Disney Moms Panel as well. Now, how to apply? That's what you're wondering. Well, applicants for the 2018 Disney Parks Moms Panel will be accepted all the way through noon, all the way through September 13th, 2017 and all you have to do is go to momspanelsearch.com right there find all the rules and so much more it is a fun thing it's been going on for years really helping so many different people answer so many different questions and uh, it really is so if you are trying out for it definitely you shoot us a line because I want to know if maybe you make the cut or whatnot or you know it'd be love I'd really love to talk to somebody who is trying out for this great panel now, moving aside from the parks, let's get to the small screen. And how about Big Hero 6 is coming to Disney XD and Stan Lee is Fred's dad. Yes, Big Hero 6 is coming to Disney XD. And as a fan of the movie, we couldn't be more excited. I personally have read all the comic books as well. And recently at the San Diego Comic-Con, a new teaser was showed and released showing brand new footage of the upcoming series. And it does not disappoint. So much so that Disney has already renewed it for a second season. Now, the show is being spearheaded by Mark McCorkle, who we all know has helmed great things like Kim Possible, as well as Bob Shuley, who is always his right-hand man, and it is set to debut this November. Now, the show is following the adventures from the superheroes from the 2014 film, which was inspired, of course, by the Marvel comics. Now, we are going to see all of the heroes there as well. Go-Go, Fred, Honey Lemon, Wasabi, and so much more. And one of the things that I am excited about is Stan Lee being Fred's dad. 
Now, one of the things you want to check out, right, I, I, like I said, San Diego Comic-Con released an all-new teaser for this. I'm excited for it. It is picking up right where the movie left off. So they're not going before, telling alternate stories. It's picking right up right where the movie left off. And you can see this video all over online, YouTube, and on our website with all the great new footage. But how excited are you to see Baymax once again, but on the small screen every single week? So all of you D-heads, there were some other things I was going to talk about, but I'm sure that you're going to see them everywhere else because we have a jam-packed show here this week. But how about the Muppet Courtyard getting an all-new name and look? Yes, getting changed once again as uh, the Muppet area is getting renamed, rethemed, and all the different kinds of things here. And how about getting the full Yandu look in celebration of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 on Blu-ray? Lots of great things. But I'm just going to wrap it up here with news here because we have a lot of fun things on the horizon. We have Aaron, Paige, Dominic, Randy, and Jason, and we're not going to disappoint. Like I said, we have baseball, we have genies, we have the Magic Kingdom, we have Splash Mountain, and so much more coming up as we gear up for The Voice. Yes, the happily ever after, and so much more. Angie Kielhauer stopping in here very shortly to talk about what it was like helming this theme song for the all-new fireworks show at the Magic Kingdom and so much more. So before I release the reins here to the D-Team and we gear up for Angie and this massive show here this week, I do want to mention that DizRadio.com is probably sponsored by Castle and Dreams Travel. And Castle and Dreams Travel is a 100% free agency. They're going to help you plan, book, prepare, and make the most magical vacation that you could possibly have. From dining reservations, tickets, character interactions, and so much more. You name it, they're going to hook you up, treat you like family, walk you through the process, and truly make it magical. So definitely check them out. Castle and Dreams Travel, the official sponsor of Diz Radio. So all of you D-heads, with that said, it is time to release the reins here to the D-team. Get ready for the voice, Angie Kielhauer, as she's going to help us relive and make our happily ever after, as well as so much more. And since we're entering the Magic Kingdom for this all-new fireworks show, how about we take a stroll down Main Street with a little bit of fortuosity? Be right back, all VG heads. Well, now, ain't this an elegant neighborhood? All the residents dress so fine. One day off the boat am I with a job that's nearly mine. Tis a job with an elegant millionaire and his elegant family. Today I move from immigrant to high society. Now you may call that luck, and you may call it fortune, but me, myself, I call it fortuosity. That's me by word. Fortuosity for me, a twinkle in the eye word. Sometimes castles fall to the ground, but that's a wherefore clovers are found. Fortuosity, lucky chances, fortuitous little happy happenstances. Everywhere I see That every bit of life Is lit by fortuity
Felicity and me never feel a long word Round the corner under a tree Good fortune's waiting Just wait and see Fortuosity Lucky chances Fortuitous little Happy happenstances I keep smiling Cause my philosophy Is do your best And leave the rest to Fortuosity Is do your best and leave the rest to fortune. Oh, sorry, Vern. <laughs> didn't mean to wake you up. I just didn't want you to miss today's big entertainment extravaganza. That's right, Vern. Today's the big day when your old buddy Ernest P. Worrell will go down in those big fake history books. Just think, man. Kids in the future will have my name as one of the multiple choices on all their history exams, like, like below the equator, or, or textiles, or, or even none of the above. Well, going back to sleep, Vern. You still got a couple hours. Oh, and Vern, I like you, little bear. <laughs> Blue bear. <laughs> The picture you are seeing is coming to you from Splash Mountain at Critter Country in Disneyland, where we're about to witness a momentous occasion in this place where so many historic moments have been celebrated. We are just minutes away from a feat some have compared with Alan Shepard's first ride into space or Neil Armstrong's walk on the moon. We're about to see daredevil consultant and world-renowned ride tester Ernest P. Worrell take the maiden voyage on Disneyland's newest attraction, Splash Mountain. In this special television report, we'll learn about the ride, the man, and the meaning of courage as Ernest goes to Splash Mountain. <laughs>
Behind the characters Goofy, Pluto, and many of your other Disney favorites, and you're listening to Disney on Demand. You have questions, we have answers. Let's dip our hands into the virtual mailbag and uncover the truth in I Want to Know. Hey, D heads, this is Aaron, and it's time again for another installment of I Want to Know. Well, school started here in Arkansas, and I think you could hear the collective sigh of the kids on opening morning. I think they're already starting to count the days till next summer. Well, the virtual mailbag is full, so let's reach in and see what questions we have for this week. Our first question is from Marcel Fenton, and he writes, Question for the show. I currently am in love with the new fireworks show at the Magic Kingdom and Happily Ever After. My question for you, Aaron, is about something else I loved, which is the pre-show to the fireworks. It was the Magic and Memories or something like that. Do they still do the pre-show? I've only experienced a new show via live stream. I won't experience it live until next month. So does it still exist? And do they have a place where I can download the song from that pre-show? Thank you a bunch. Love, Diz Radio. Well, the current show you're referring to is called Once Upon a Time. It replaced Celebrate the Magic... That replaced the magic, the memories, and you. This show was brought over from Tokyo Disney and opened on November 4th, 2016. It's hosted by Mrs. Potts. The show is framed as her telling bedtime stories to Chip, including sequences showcasing Alice in Wonderland, Tangled, Cinderella, Peter Pan, Snow White, and the Seven Dwarfs, the many adventures of Winnie the Pooh, and finally Beauty and the Beast, which culminates in the battle between Gaston and Beast fighting out on the castle itself, and Beast's transformation back into the prince, kicking off the finale. The finale montage includes brief appearances by characters from Frozen, Aladdin, and The Lion King. The song you're referring to from The Magic, The Memories, and You show was called Let the Memories Begin. It was created specifically for this show and the Let the Memories Begin campaign. Well, I found it on YouTube, but unfortunately there was no official release. Our next question is from Bobby Santruski of Texas, and he writes, Aaron and the show, great content and guest. I've been collecting Disney CDs and records for ages, it seems. My question is about the Disney Afternoon. I think they released a CD once back in the day, which I'm trying to track down. Also, did they ever release the second CD with themes like Darkwing Duck on it or other shows? Well, the Disney Afternoon soundtrack was released in 1990 by Walt Disney Records. 
It features songs from Adventures of the Gummy Bears, DuckTales, Chippendale Rescue Rangers, and Tailspin. Of the songs featured on the album, two of the Tailspin songs appear to be created specifically for the album and were not featured in any episode of the show. However, Friends for Life was later used in the Disney Afternoon Live Plain Crazy Stage Show at Disneyland in 1991. The album notably also features the song Home is Where the Heart Is, which was featured in the original movie version of the Tailspin pilot episode Plunder and Lightning, but was edited out from reruns and the DVD release. The Darkwing Duck theme song can be found on the four-disc set Disney Classics released in 2013. Disc 4 is Television Classics, and it has such songs on it as the Lizzie McGuire theme, Rockin' at the House of Mouse, and other music from Lilo and Stitch the series, Kim Possible, and Hannah Montana. It's a great set to own. Well, our final question this week is from Tyler W. of Salem, Massachusetts, and he writes, So Aaron, been thinking of questions to try to toss your way, and listening to the Fuzzbucket show last week gave me a few. Remember the days of classic TV specials. I miss those. My question then is about Ernest P. Worrell. I know Jim was a huge part of the Disney company with Toy Story and other things, including his first movie, I think was a touchstone film. But was he ever in any Disney TV specials aside from Ernest movies? Well, there was a TV special called Ernest Goes to Splash Mountain in 1989 an exciting mock documentary produced for the opening of the Splash Mountain attraction at Disneyland. Ernest Goes to Splash Mountain chronicles the adventures of Ernest, who trains as America's first Splastronaut, destined to become the first person to conquer the mountain. Ralph Story, veteran news anchor and his team, are determined to cover the momentous event by every angle possible. Well, Ernest also hosted Happy New Year America on CBS on December 31st, 1988. And you're correct that the first of the Ernest films, Ernest Goes to Camp in 1987, was a touchstone picture. He was also the original voice of Slinky Dog in Toy Story. He was a funny guy. Well, D-Heads, that concludes another installment of I Want to Know. Thanks for the great questions and keep them coming. Send all your questions or comments to Aaron, E-R-I-N, at DizRadio.com. Make sure to include your name and city so I can give you credit. And remember, D-Heads, laughter is timeless, imagination has no age, and dreams are forever. We'll see you next week, D-Heads.
job that must be done, there is an element of fun.
Dominic, and welcome to another edition of Disney's Short Leash. If you're new to the segment, it really doesn't matter because today's topic makes it irrelevant, but normally the Short Leash is a series of tips for people to get the most out of their Walt Disney World vacation when they're short on time or short on money. With any luck, you may be able to try some of these suggestions and quite possibly do as much, if not more, than someone vacationing with a greater amount of time or a larger budget. A common question I get is, when is the best time to visit Walt Disney World? And I completely understand what they're talking about on the micro level. What they're really asking about is what's the best time of year to visit. They're trying to find out when it isn't crowded, when the special events are, do they go during the holidays, what's the deal with Halloween, is it true the parks get invaded by South American teens, cheerleaders, athleisure runners, and the entire population of New Jersey. They want to know if there's any truth to the story that every year tourists melt and then their liquefied remains fry on the pavement if they visit Florida in August. Now I don't know if that actually happens, but it was tested and deemed probable on an episode of Mythbusters. And these are great questions when it pertains to what time of year to go, but there are other people who dare I say know too much, and they have a bigger issue with pulling the trigger on a Disney trip at all because they aren't sure when to visit on a greater macro level. It's the hesitation that comes with knowing that there's something new around the bend. The D23 Expo came and went, and it might be better if you don't even know that's a thing, because there was huge announcements when it comes to changes in the Walt Disney World Resort. The news could be found on D23.com, and they are reporting the following. At Hollywood Studios, after bulldozing half the park, Disney has decided to be a great time to close the great movie ride as well, turning what was often referred to as a half-day park into a half-an-hour park, but in its place will eventually be a Mickey and Minnie ride. 2021 will be Walt Disney World's 50th anniversary, sure to be filled with over-the-hill decorations and poorly executed surprise parties, not to mention gag gifts like a ridiculously large remote control and novelty canes with rear-view mirrors and bicycle horns. After two movies that were as overly ambitious as they were underperforming, Tron, the coolest concept never to be successfully executed, is bringing its Shanghai light coaster to Walt Disney World also in 2021. This is starting to sound like my teachers in the 80s when they told me in the year 2000 we'd have jetpacks, robot servants, and a flying car. What do we get instead? Snapchat. Still cheated. At Epcot, Mission Space has debuted a new refresh, and a new space-themed restaurant will be opening there as well. In typical fashion, France has surrendered their Ratatouille attraction to Epcot's World Showcase. Also at Epcot, some kind of Guardians of the Galaxy thing is replacing Ellen's Jeopardy Nightmare featuring Bill Nye the Talk Down to You Guy. Back to Disney World, a theater is being built on Main Street USA somewhere. In resort news, a Star Wars hotel is being built and rebuilt over and over as construction crews keep leaving a small thermal exhaust port uncovered, providing a weakness exploited weekly by Universal Studios who pilots through a trench and blows it up. And in a partnership with the CDC and Hazmat, a gondola system is being constructed that will better isolate the aroma of tourists as they are transported from this place or that. All this on top of changes that we already knew about, so back to the original premise, when should you go? We're not talking what time of year, we're talking what year! Take Hollywood Studios for an example. 
Go there now and you paid to go to a half-closed park. Wait a few years and you'll see Star Wars, Toy Story, and the Great Movie Ride replacement. So do you go now or wait into the next decade when these incredible new experiences finally open? The answer is go now, don't wait. Gather ye rosebuds, or however that line goes. Carpe vermin, seize the mouse. A Disney trip is like any big purchase, a computer, a car, a house. A new and improved, faster, better one is surely on the way. Well, I guess there won't be a faster house on the way. No wait, I stand by that one. If it's a Winnebago, I'm sure a new, faster house is on the way. Like any product, Vacation entertainment is going to be refreshed, improved, and innovated. I took a trip in April and then the following December, and Disney Springs looked like a different planet from one trip to the other. In December, my kids got the ride Frozen at Epcot for the first time, but had we waited for that to open, we never would have gone back back over the falls in the Maelstrom. New Fantasyland is great, now, but for three trips I watched them build the Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, and it was over four vacations I saw Expedition Everest rise from the ground before finally ducking from a stationary Yeti on trip number five. And of course, finally, after 114 years of their construction, Pandora is now open, so I have something to look forward to for my next visit. Point is, you're not going to have a bad trip while something new is coming. The fact that change is on the way is more of a reason to go. As outdated, boring, and broken as the universe of energy was, I'm going to miss that air-conditioned 45-minute mild edutainment break from the sun that that pavilion provided. I'm better for having experienced a great movie ride, Horizons, Mickey's Birthday Land, then Starland, then Toyland, then Toontown Fair, River Country, The Backlot Tour, 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea with Plastic Fish, Mr. Toad, The Tiki Room, Under New Management, well, maybe not that one. But these attractions and many more that have been replaced serve as a cautionary tale that nothing is permanent. See them now. Don't worry about what's next. The future is going to happen, but if you keep waiting and waiting because you've been told something better is on the way, you'll never do anything. Everest was worth the wait, and do I wish it was already built when I first visited Animal Kingdom? Of course, but I had a memorable four cherished Disney vacations while that thing still rose from the ground. Seeing them run test dummies on the mine train two weeks before it opened was a bit of an aw shucks we missed it, but it didn't make everything else we did on that trip any less special. It simply gave us one more thing to look forward to the next time around. If you need a practical tip about when to go, don't bother too much about grand openings, and just check online for a refurbishment schedule to make sure your current favorites won't be down for maintenance. Other than that, change is inevitable. They're going to build more and hopefully cooler stuff all the time. But don't let that fact keep you from years of Disney-fied fun while the Imagineers do their thing because enjoying what you've got in the present and not being paralyzed by anticipation of the future, well, that might not be short-leashed people, but I still hope you enjoyed the tip. I do have an official Diz Radio email, so I'd love to hear from you with a hi, some questions, suggestions, or even your own short-leashed tips at dominic at disradio.com. That's D-O-M-E-N-I-C at disradio.com. I also can be found on the internet on Twitter at WDWPlantoons, and on YouTube or your favorite podcast apps by searching WDW Plantoons or by visiting Plantoons.com. That's it for this week. Thanks for listening. Let the wonder take hold. We have this wonderful original opening song called Happily Ever After that really talks about the journey that we all take in life and the way that we look at finding our own happily ever after. Feel it draw you in. What's the moment unfold? You know, my happily ever after is being able to do what I love every day of my life. This is part of my happily ever after, being a part of this 
experience, you know, being a part of this thing that's going to be immortalized that millions of people will see over the course of however long it exists at the park. Spark a dream that we're meant to follow Setting out for a new tomorrow I think this song is so special to me because I wasn't always a musician. I was, I was working on cars and going to school four years ago. And I took a leap of faith, which is what Disney is. It's, it's about believing in something, not because the reasons are telling you to, but because you want to, because your body, your heart, and your soul is telling you to. That, I think, is so perfectly summed up in this song. It's magical, it truly is it's magical. Disney's so good at storytelling. And it's so good at inspiring. But at the end of the day, it doesn't mean anything until you find a way to apply it to your own life. And I think that's the, the wondrous part of the whole song, of the whole fireworks experience, is, is that moment when you realize, well, what's yours? Like, what's your dream? My favorite part of the song is uh, the finale. It's, it's the happily ever after reprise. There's a moment, um, the lyrics go, uh, we're changed by the way we live every day. My favorite Disney film of all time is Peter Pan. I think the sentiment of lyrically what is being structured and how it takes off and lifts into this incredible finale where you hear, you know, this amazing 90-piece <laughs> gospel choir. It's, it's so big and it's so beautiful and I think the sentiment behind it makes it even more special and then, you know, add the fireworks and the amazing animation. I think that that's going to be a moment that everybody remembers. I'm so excited. Lights, camera, action. It's time for this week's Disney On Demand special guest. All right, all of you Disney fans, you tuned in for another magical installment of Disney Blues, Disney On Demand, and the Diz Radio Show. And as we continue to bring you all the magic and memories from your lifetime of Disney, many times those are ones that are the music in your ears, the ones that really keep your toe tapping, they play that moment in your life, and with us here this week is somebody that is no stranger to any of that and making your dreams come true. You know her from The Voice, as well as the newest fireworks spectacular at the Magic Kingdom, Happily Ever After. We have none other than Angie Kielhauer here. Welcome to Disney On Demand. Hi, happy to be here. It is our pleasure having you on. I mean, your story continues to impress in terms of following your dreams and so many other things. So I guess before we jump into what you're working on now, Happily Ever After and all of that, I guess, how did you decide to really just get jump-started and follow your dreams and passion into music? Um, well, you know, it was it's a tricky, it's a tricky road because, uh, you know, it's one of those careers where there's a million different ways to get there and there's none of them... Are, are, are steps that, that very clearly get you to where you want to go. A, a lot of it's honestly just, just pretty much guess and check. And, um, and so I started off just with basic ideas of thinking like, okay, well, first thing I need to do is go out there and play. So I would, I would, uh, 
go to these open mics everywhere and, and, and play and meet people. And then I was like, well, I, I need to write my own song. So I started really focusing on playing guitar better and writing my own music. Um, and then I realized that uh, once I got to college that, you know, I, I was having a really hard time balancing music and my schoolwork. And I was like, well, what I need to do is, is have a way where I can make a living, make a pay- paycheck and uh, and do music full time. And that answer came really randomly. I decided that uh, cruise ships would make a lot of sense. So that happened. Uh, and then, you know, I started putting out YouTube videos and started getting a lot of attention. Uh, one of them was seen by The Voice. Um, I ended up uh, going for that show. I got, actually, it was the third time I had auditioned, and I, I made it through a bunch of rounds, and then I, I got cut um, Not even before you even saw the audition. So I repeated the process all over again. probably took me about a little over a year to get to that final audition that you actually see. Um, I w- got through that, and then my next thought was, well, what do I do next? Like, well, i got to release an album. Um, and so I, you know, put down everything I had on, on a, you know, credit and, and all my savings and made an album. So a lot of it, people always ask, like, how did you do it? And be like, honestly, I don't know. Like, I just thought logical ideas of, like, what I should do next, and then I just threw myself over the bridge and, and jumped in, you know. Well, definitely, like you said, and it's one of those where you just had to go all in, make it work, make it happen. And of course, going back to, you know, that audition that everybody knows from the voice of 2016, what was it like when you realized I've made it, everybody loved it, and the crowd went wild and your family was louder than the audience? Well, it was, uh, it was pretty scary because, um, because like I said before, uh, what had happened was the first three times I auditioned for the voice were at these major huge, audition uh things were like 50,000 people showed up to audition I never made it through the first round in any in any of those like at all so the second time when they called me uh off of the cover that they found and they were like we'd like you to do a private audition at the time I was touring full-time on on land as well as doing cruise ships so I went to this audition in LA they told me okay you've made it through uh we need you back on this date uh and you'd have to be available for the next three months for that and I already had uh, about 23 tour dates lined up and I had to call each of these and tell them I'm sorry I can't do the show anymore I can't tell you why but it's exciting well it turns out the day before after I cancel all these shows the day before I'm supposed to fly out back out to LA they called me and said um actually we're we're, we're not going to be able to have you come back you know decided against it and that was really tough for me because then I had to kind of hustle and go into every kind of, uh, you know, farmer's market and birthday party I could play to make a living. And then I decided, but if I audition again and I make it, it'll be worth it, you know. And so I went through the whole audition process again. I made it through. They told me to hold the next three months. I did. I kind of twiddled my thumbs and a lot of anxiety, um, wrote a lot of songs. And then this time it, it worked out for me so so the whole journey of getting on the show really from the first audition I ever did was was probably about six years you know and then one year of really just kind of hoping it all worked out so that that second that those judges turned around which wasn't until like the middle of the song it was a really heavy emotional uh validating enormous feeling and then having my whole family there that watched me go through all of it I mean, we were just, it was probably, it was easily one of the most incredible moments and memories of my entire life. Well, and like you said, it's one of those where it is emotional because it's up, it's down, you're cut, you're not cut. And then 
you know, the light finally came through. And of course, you know, where you are today. And of course, I know many of our Disney fans are waiting for me to get to this before we go on to other things, of course. And Happily Ever After, Replacing Wishes, the theme song, the title track for the newest Magic Kingdom fireworks. Uh, one, how did you get selected for that? And what is it like knowing that now your voice is heard by thousands upon thousands every single night, and it probably will be for at least the next 10 to 15 years. Man, it's, it's such a fun story to tell. And, and I get so many artists, uh, younger artists, kind of coming up to me like, how do you do it? How do you make a living full-time making music? And I always tell them, like, you just got to take every opportunity because you just never know in a million people that say no what one person is going gonna, is gonna to lift you up and, and give you your next big, big break. And for me, uh, this guy named Roger Butterly, who, uh, who works with, who does, like, produces majority of the music that happens in Disney World. Pretty amazing, really smart, talented guy. Well, he was the guy that actually hired me on my first Carnival cruise ship. And, um, me and him just stayed in touch. And, uh, and he had asked me to come up and sing the 24 hour big ending song, um, When You Wish Upon a Star a while back. And I did that one. It was like a revamp of that song. And he had remembered my voice on it. And they wanted, they really wanted two celebrities to do this big new fireworks show. And I mean, I've been on The Voice a little bit, but I wouldn't call myself a big celebrity by any means. Jordan, on the other hand, has a huge following, especially in the Disney market. So he obviously was like this huge heavyweight. And they really wanted somebody that equaled him um, to, to be, to be his, uh, his duet partner. Well, they were having trouble finding the right female voice that matched his because he kind of has a little bit of a raspy texture. And uh, Roger remembered my voice. He remembered how hard I was working. Um, and then I had a really, you know, positive attitude. These are, these are what, what he told me, um, why he pitched me to these guys. He, he made everybody choose uh, by listening. He had me come in and do a demo, made them listen to me sing with him. And he really just pushed for me to be on the song. And it was just, I was just so unbelievably moved that he not only remembered me, um, but he also really just wanted me to be part of, be part of this project because he believed that my voice fit with it, which is such a huge compliment. And because these are just the best of the best. Every musician in this song is like freaking amazing. So it was just a cool, amazing moment for me to realize that like people notice when you work really hard and, and, and people like being behind it. Well, definitely, you know, and with this project too, like you said, it's one of those where somebody recognized your talent, your voice, and really wanted you to be part of this something special. Now, when you realized that this was going to be the all-new fireworks show, I guess, internally, how giddy were you? Um, I, what's crazy is when he first had me come in and sing the demo, he didn't tell me what it was for. He didn't tell me that it was for the big fireworks show. I thought maybe it would be for like a ride or something, like a one-off kind of thing. And I love Disney. So either way, I was over the moon that he was just calling me in. So when he gave me a call and he's like, what would you do if I told you? And he tells me what the song is for and that I was selected to do it. And I just like, honestly, I was, it was so much shock. I couldn't believe it. And I was kind of like, you know, in this industry, you get so many, uh, you know, promises that, that end up falling through just because of the nature of the business. So I was like, oh my gosh, I, it like took me a while to really believe it. And then when I was actually in the studio with Jordan at Capitol Records in LA, um, I just, uh, I'll never forget parking my Prius between two Maseratis in the parking lot, <laughs> my little 2009 Prius. And I walk in and, uh, and I just, it hit me right then. And it was the day we were recording and I, I man, it was just, uh, it was a really big, big 
feeling. Uh, I can't, I, I can barely describe it, but it, it was, it was, it was one of the best. Well, you know, and with that too, like you said, it is one of those things where, you know, everybody has that moment or something that they love with Disney. And now being part of this, you know, those were some big shoes to fill just because everybody loved Wishes. It was iconic for the park. And I have to say that this theme song, this, you know, this song that defines this new show really is the part that sells it. You know, I was just as skeptical watching that first, uh, the first debut of it. Once you hear that track, it was something magical. Now, with that and hearing it and putting it into context, have you had a chance to sit back, see the entire fireworks show along with the track? Yes. Yeah, so they actually, um, they flew me out and him and uh, and my family and my girlfriend, and they, they put us up in the Animal Kingdom Lodge, and they, like, had us do a big show in front of the castle um, a few weeks after it aired. And that, the day before I performed, was the first time I actually got to see it with my own eyes. And, man, it's just one of those moments where where you you just you're just excited to be in the mix. You know what I mean? Because, I mean, every little piece of that show is pure excellence. I mean, the, the like, every single symphony player has been doing, is a master at their craft and has been doing it for decades. Um, every every person that worked on the tech side, um, getting that those images to show up in the castle in a 3D way it, from anywhere that you look at it, um, that's, that's cut cutting edge technology that they found every person that's working on that is like top of their class kind of engineer uh mathematician i mean you name it that somebody was on this team doing it and that's what's so great about disney is that they truly believe in creating something really new and 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 just amazing something you've never seen before and i don't think that i could i I don't think i could have really imagined what it was until i saw it right in front of me and watching it and and hearing my voice is part of it man i mean i'm just grateful honestly to just be alongside so 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 many talented human beings that 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 made that track happen and made that whole performance uh you know the light show and everything happen well and with that too like you said everybody really puts this together it's really strategic in the way it all has to play out play on people's emotions and of course the technical side now i guess with that when you were in the studio uh how hard was it to get these uh the song actually just perfect where you felt that's the take. That's the one that I like the best. You know, it was uh, it be, me and Jordan just felt, both felt the same way about the song. Like it, when, because we had heard we had heard a couple tracks of it to practice to. That was really essentially like mostly uh, synthesized uh, instruments. Uh, so it was like their their basic like their basis of like what the song's gonna sound like. Here you go, and it sounded great. But when we got the studio, we got to hear like the real version, like the orchestra that was recorded in London and like all these different pieces and it was all live instruments and it was put in. And there was in the gospel choir at the end and there was this like, I man, that track still, it gets me. Like there's something about the arrangement and in the bigness of, of every instrument working together and against each other and up and down. And I mean, that track is truly a work of art. So when we were in the studio and we finally heard this real version, this full, beautiful, incredible version, man, our, it was just so easy to just bring our voices to match that energy. So, I mean, I think we 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 had two sessions, both of them lasted a few hours, um, where we just sang through the songs, and, and the producers are so good at really knowing, you know, what tonality to, to make sure to match to, to this bigness in the song. Um, and so we really listened to them and... and I mean, emotionally getting into the song 
singing it, you know, over and over again is sometimes a taxing thing to do in the studio. I had such a unique experience with this song where every time I heard it start in my headphones, I immediately was taken to the right place emotionally and, and could easily get my voice um, to the intensity of the song. So it was it was a it was a really unique experience. I don't think that I'll, I'll ever have again, uh, just because the project was such an enormous enormous one. Well, and with that, too, like you said, it's one of those where it is something where it took you to that right place. And you're doing that for a lot of different people of all different ages because it does have that emotional feel to the track and to the song. I mean, so much so everyone from myself, even down to my kids, are always touched by this track. Now, with that, Disney fans and park fans, you know, they are a rampant as much as people that love Disney movies. Were you ready for, I guess, the big open ovation that many of the Disney Park fans were ready to give you hearing this new track? That was pretty amazing. Uh, you know, one of the things that I love about Disney is that they, um, they really, they really believe, I think, in taking care of the people that 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 work with the company you know like uh, there's so many fans like you go to a starbucks you know and you have a barista and they can have like a super positive attitude but they may not be huge fans of starbucks you know what i mean like uh, most people that work for somebody aren't like enormous lifetime fans of the company that they work for and in disney like it's just you can find people that have worked for the company for 20 years um you go to their house and they have disney all over their walls they've like love the new like everything that they come out with their fans you know so like what's what's kind of magical about going to the park and especially getting to be part of this project is i got so many cast members came up to me and like knew the song and loved the song and and, and listened to it every day and didn't get tired of it they loved it you know and i think that's what's part of the magic of disney is that it really just doesn't feel like like a show it feels like you're you're in a, a huge group of passionate people that that just love magical moments and believe in creating them for other people. Definitely. Now, I guess before we move on to, you know, a few other things here, I guess with that too, I guess, has it really sunk in at any point where you sat down and you realize that, you know, when Disney puts on a show like this, it's around for 10 to 15 years and now you're going to be heard every single day. And at some point, you know, much like, you know, my seven, five-year-old, nine-year-old, you know, it's the, it's going to be around to the point where this is going to be the fireworks show they grew up with. Yeah, I mean, I, uh, I it still it still hits me sometimes, you know. But I think the biggest moment that I had were really 100% sink in was I mean, they were so they were so good to my family. They brought my whole family, and I have a big family. That's, you know, six people. I have four sisters, and both my parents came. And I grew up actually in, in a little country called El Salvador which is in Central America, and I moved to Georgia when I was 11. And I remember two of the biggest trips we ever took uh, when I was growing up as a kid was going, like, one of my first trips, the first trip I ever had to the United States was to Orlando to go to Disney World. Um, and I just, I remember, and I was grumpy, and my mom made me stay. She was like, you're going to like it, you're going to like it. And I remember being like, there's just a picture of me just, like, with my mouth open and like staring at all the all the fireworks uh, in the sky and uh, I must have been like I don't know five years old and then when they came like it was just so cool to see my parents in the crowd and watching me on the stage uh, performing this song you know 
a couple decades later. I guess I'm 25 now, so 20 years later. And it just, it really is inspiring to know that, like, uh, you know, it's the people in your life that inspire you to really, to really, so, like, that kind of feeling of, like, knowing that my kids one day uh, might be able to see this show um, and I might be able to, to wonder where they're going to go in life. It was just a really cool circle that that uh, that I got to witness, I guess, and that was probably the biggest moment for me of realizing uh, personally. Like I, I knew it was a big project in the last long time, but it was the first time that personally I really felt a connection with the the uh, the hugeness of the project, like in in my own personal uh, future and family and 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 life, you know. Definitely, you know, and with that too, you know, continuing on here, like you said, you know, maybe one day your kids will be able to grow with this. This is going to be the fireworks show of my children. Now, of course, moving on from Disney, of course, you've done so many other things. Of course, you know, artists, you have an EP named Wild and so many other things. I guess, what have you been currently working on? And I know you've been touring the circuit and so much more. What's been keeping you busy since Happily Ever After? So I still, uh, I'm a heavy touring artist. That's where I like to stay. Um, I uh, usually do about 17 to 20 shows a month all over the country. Um, so, I I mean, I fly everywhere. So, if you guys are listening to this and you'd love to see a show, um, just check out my website, uh, AngieKeelhauer.com. It's Angie, A-N-G-I-E-K-E-I-L-H-A-U-E-R.com. Uh, and you can find all my tour dates. And I'd love to see you there. Uh, yeah, so that takes the majority of my time is traveling and playing. Uh, and then recently, I've I, I finished writing the next album, um, but I decided to hold off on recording it just yet, and I'm looking at possibly a spring release um, because I just found this whole new world of, of amazing co-writers that I have been lucky enough to have some publishers set me up with, and we're sitting down and writing a lot more songs. So what's crazy is I, I already felt like that this album was the best thing that I'd ever made. And uh, right now, I just I feel like I have these people around me that are allowing me to learn how to be better and make it better and write better. Um, and so now I'm, I kind of have like this uh, kind of like a kid when you're just like super excited to 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 show somebody something, and 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 it's just it's almost like unbearable. Like I cannot wait, cannot wait to release this next album. I actually think that I'll be releasing a, a single off of it in October. Now that's the first time I've announced that, so you're hearing it here first. Um, but yeah, so I have a lot of, a lot of really exciting things in the works. I'm working with some people that it feels like a dream to be working with. And, uh, this, this next release is definitely, it's, it's going to be the biggest and, and the best thing I've ever done. Well, you know, and it's one of those things where I know we're really excited for it. You're, like you said, you're a touring artist, always busy. Uh, you know, you have so many different tour dates. And like you said, everybody can check you out at AngieKeelhauer.com. And there they can pick up your CDs, clothing, so many other things. I guess in closing here, because we know you're busy and always, uh, you know, burning, burning, I guess I wouldn't say burning the candle at both ends, but, you know, you are always busy. So in doing that, is there anything you'd like to leave out there for fans of Angie, whether that's from The Voice, people whose lives you've touched now with Happily Ever After, and people who, you know, you're going to continue to inspire to follow their dreams. Is there anybody listening in here that you'd like to leave those final words for them? Yeah, uh, you got to go for it. You know, I think uncertainty has such a weird effect on human beings because it's what we want and what we don't want at the same time you know like we worried about the things that like you know going on stage and playing a song you don't know if if it's going to work out well or if you forget the words and the truth is that every time that I've failed the hardest 
hardest parts of my life are the funnest parts for me to remember now. So I guess my my advice would be if you're going through a tough time and you're not sure if you should be doing what you're doing, just just try to remember that these like the hardest parts of your life will be the most inspiring parts of your story if you don't give up. Um, I would say that that would be my biggest my biggest advice. Well, it was our pleasure having you stop in. So many different things. Like I said, everybody can pick up all of your CDs and more at AngieKilohauer.com with the live acoustic sessions, Wild, so much more. And, of course, all the Disney fans out there, young, old, and, you know, up-and-coming Disney fans can catch you on the Happily Ever After Fireworks at the Magic Kingdom. That continues to be a powerful message to follow those dreams and have that Happily Ever After every single night at the park. So, Angie, it was our pleasure having you stop in, chat with us, and take this time uh, to chat about all the different things and what's up and coming. Thank you so much for having me. I hope to talk to y'all again soon. Ready to begin. Let the wonder take hold. Feel it draw you in. Watch the moment unfold. Spark a dream that we're meant to follow. Setting out for a new tomorrow. Every step we take. Beginning
Mars. Well on his way to another World Series title. Fifteen years ago. You got your shot at baseball. You got hurt. Jimmy Morris put his dreams aside. Coach. Counselor. Don't report that, Esther. I never do. But sometimes. Hey, Coach. You want to throw? I'll throw a couple. Yeah, Dad, bring the heat. When you least expect it. Oh, my God! <laughs> dreams come back to life. I threw today. So hard. Pretty hard. Anybody want to tell me how we lost that game? You quit out there. I'm talking about having dreams. You don't have dreams, you don't have anything. You're the one who should be wanting something more. Last time I checked, scouts aren't looking for high school science teachers. We start winning, you try out again. Are you serious? Yeah. All right. Yeah. To the district champion, ours. Now it's your turn, coach. It started as a simple bet. I promised to try out. It was this thing to get the kids to start playing. It became the most incredible true story. Rule number one is arms slow down when they get old. In baseball history. From the studio that brought you Remember the Titans. We've got an eight-year-old boy who waited all day in the rain to see his daddy try to do something that nobody believed he could do. Now what are we telling him if you don't try now? This spring. You bringing some kids? Besides your own? Uh, I'm, I'm here for me. For you. Jimmy, come on, you're up. Just a second. I'm not doing it. Don't hurt yourself. His dream was impossible. You the old guy? I'm the old guy. How fast were you throwing 15 years ago? 85, 86. You just threw 98 miles an hour. No. But his journey was extraordinary. To Coach Jimmy Morris, the man who taught us about wanting something more. Dennis Quaid. Do you know how many guys can throw the ball 98 miles an hour? Yes. Not many. The Rookie. This is Jim the Rookie Morris, and I'm here on Disney On Demand. Oh, my siestas are getting shorter and shorter. Identification. EC82. Hey gang, it's me again, Jason. Welcome back down here to the vault where summer vacation reigns supreme, and the crack of the bat only means summer's here. I'm so glad to have you all back down here. I know you have missed us all, and I'm so glad that we're able to bring you the joy that you always expect when you come and listen to Disney On Demand. I'm very fortunate to bring a very fitting end-of-summer movie to get you into the spirit and feeling that only this film can. I feel it was a little bit underrated and probably one of Dennis Quaid's best when you look back at his Disney career. I'm taking a look at the 2002 baseball drama, The Rookie. The story I'm about to tell you is about a really good man. His name, Jim Morris. Son of a Navy man and the lover of the all-American sport, baseball. But at a young age, he's moved to the small town of Big Lake, where no one really cares about baseball. And throughout his entire high school career, where he'd rather be playing baseball 
was forced to play other sports. But it wasn't until later in his life that he gets the chance to be drafted by the Milwaukee Brewers. But early on in his career, tears his shoulder and ends his hope of ever living his dream. Flash forward to 1999, where we were all partying like it was that year and wondering if Y2K was really that scary. Jim, well, he's married to Brenda. I mean, Rachel Griffith. I mean, his loving wife, played by the ever-talented Rachel Griffith. And as a high school science teacher, where he's finally able to coach the game that he loves. The team that he's coaching, the Big Lake Owls, are not the most impressive team. Actually, I think the Brewers play better than they do. And during one fateful day at practice, the catcher offers to play catch with Jim. It is during this time that his dream is rekindled and notices that he still has the lightning streak of a fastball still within him. And this is where the magic of your dreams truly begins. The team puts a deal to Jim. If the Owls can win the districts and make it to state playoffs, Jim will try out once again to fulfill his dream. And without hesitation, Jim accepts. Well, as fate would have it, the Owls do indeed win the districts, and it is now up to Jim to fulfill his end of the deal. It just so happens that the Tampa Bay Devil Rays are actually holding tryouts nearby. And of course, Jim goes and does one fateful mistake, does not tell his wife. The only reason being is that she worries that he will always hurt himself. She's only looking out for the better of him. It is at tryouts that he discovers that he does indeed have an abnormally high fastball, an amazing 98 miles an hour. Now, this shouldn't come to any surprise. I mean, he is an amazing player. However, we have overlooked one important thing. Jim is beyond the age of, of course, his team, but also that of those who are trying out right after college. Jim is 35, usually considered an advanced age for Major League Baseball. It is through his scout and many phone calls does Jim's wife find out of his newfound career. And rightfully so, she is reluctant to let him do it. Again, the fear of injury, humiliation, and of course, the responsibilities of home. But it's the way that Jim begins to inspire his son Hunter, played by everyone's favorite comedic half-man, Angus T. Jones, that she reluctantly, but with full heart, allows him to go. And he's off to the minor leagues, initially signed to the AAA class team of the Orlando Rays, but he's quickly moved up to the Triple A's in the Durham Bulls. Hey, isn't that another movie with Kevin Costner and Susan Sarandon? Hmm, these baseball games always get me a little confused. It is during this hard time through his first year that he's realizing this may not have been a great idea. With him being constantly badgered about his age, being looked at as a novelty, and then of course, the Bills, because minor league baseball doesn't exactly bring home the bacon. And it is at this point, Jim thinks he needs to pack up his dream and go home. But Lori talks him out of it, telling him not to give up. It is his aspirations and his strive that has made Hunter a better person, his wife a better woman, and sees the love of the game within everyone he knows. 
not giving up, he stays with his team and is told the next game will be played in Texas against the Rangers. Jim calls his entire family, who then tells everyone in the town of Big Lake. And he's going to prove to them that Jim Morris is a man of the game. And while looking for appropriate wear to impress the major league club that's coming, he discovers his St. Rita's necktie hanging in the locker. It just so happens that St. Rita is the saint of impossible dreams. And Jim impresses everyone he meets. And it's that fastball that makes him the star attraction. And with three straight fastballs, the Tampa Bay Devil Rays win the game. And in turn, Jim finally wins the heart of his father, who admits he's most proud of him, thus repairing a very torn relationship and shows that anyone at any age with a dream and passion can aspire to be a champion. Movies like this get to me all the time. And to know that this is a true story makes it all the more special. What's even more special? That yes, The Rookie is indeed out on Disney Blu-ray. And what a better way to celebrate summer than bringing it out and putting it in your Blu-ray player. Now I have to admit, the conversion is gorgeous. And the audio is going to boom throughout your sound system. It's going to sound like you are in your favorite Major League ball field. Now let's get to those extras. They are my favorite. You, of course, are going to get some commentary with the director, John Lee Hancock, and Dennis Quaid. There are a number of deleted scenes. Sure, they're all in SD, but you know what? It is still fun to see what could have been and what was added to the cutting room floor. Want to impress your family members in that last family reunion picnic this summer? Well, get your spring training techniques going as you can learn some very basic baseball techniques and insider tips with six very entertaining shorts. And here's the one that gets me the most, the inspirational story of Jim Morris. Yes, you did just see his life explained on the big screen, but how would you like to hear it from his point of view and his words? Get to know the real Jim Morris and get to know a man that followed his heart and of course lived his dream. So there you have it, The Rookie. What a great summertime film to add to your Blu-ray or DVD collection. I'm going to file this one under P for popcorn and peanuts and candy, and I will see you again next week as we delve deep into the Disney archives here in the vault. Jones and for a little bit more of Disney On Demand, well, come join us at the website, disradio.com. There you can get past shows, current news, and of course, connect with all of us D-team members as you can email us and email me, Jason, at disradio.com. No question too strong, no question too hard. Well, maybe if it is a sporting question. So until next time, gang, remember the magic of Disney movies is always a home run out of the park and always deep inside of you. Welcome back, everybody. Glad you're here. Missed you greatly. 
Hey, D-Heads, when you aren't enjoying Disney On Demand, head on over to DizRadio.com and listen to our famous Lifetime of Disney player, where you can while away the hours reliving Disney classics from film, television, and the parks. What are you waiting for? Keep your hands and arms inside at all times and go to DizRadio.com. That's D-I-Z Radio.com. And have a magical day. Hey there, D-Heads. Paige here with an all-new Magical Music Review. This week we are looking at our second favorite of four animated sequels as voted on by you, the D-Heads. In 1992, audiences were first introduced to the Kingdom of Agrabah and a cast of colorful characters in Aladdin, Jasmine, Genie, Abu, and Iago. In 1994, we caught up with them again in Return of Jafar, leading into an exciting TV series. And then, to conclude the story, audiences were invited to the wedding of Aladdin and Jasmine. Aladdin and the King of Thieves reunited the cast of characters along with additions in The Forty Thieves, led by Aladdin's long-lost father, Kasim. The film also reunited Genie with his original voice, Robin Williams, who had been absent from the role for Return of Jafar and the series. The music for the film was written by Carl Johnson and Mark Waters, but also included a lost prize to Arabian Nights that was written by Alan Menken and Howard Ashman for the original film that found a new life in the sequel as the final song of the trilogy. I have our songs queued up and ready to go, so let's waste no time. Follow me as we journey back to Agrabah and take a look at the music from the 1996 soundtrack for Aladdin and the King of Thieves. Robin Williams returned to the role of Genie right at the start of the film, bringing in the opening number. There's a party here in Agrabah takes place throughout the streets of Agrabah and halls of the palace as the entire city prepares for the wedding of Aladdin and Jasmine, the grandest event to come to the city in years. Joined by a few additional citizens of Agrabah, Iago, once again voiced by Gilbert Gottfried, and the Sultan now voiced by Val Betton, the song is sung primarily by Genie, pulling out all the stops in his famous impressions. An honorable mention must go to a short verse sung by Kasim, the Masked King, and the Forty Thieves as they arrive in town to disrupt the royal wedding and make off with all the grand presents and guest jewels. Full of energy and excitement, it's a great start for the movie. Party here in Agrabah, there's excitement in the air. People pouring in from near and far. The Jasmine and Aladdin are gonna have a wedding. There's a party here in Agrabah, everybody will be there. So if you're a pauper or a shaw, do something with your hair. You mustn't wear an outfit that's naughty. A turban and reveling just won't do. No earrings that are tasteless or gaudy. You're gonna look gorgeous when I get through. There's a party here in Agrabah, so I'm going to paint it down. If you want to see what colors are, follow me around. The night's getting married and it's gonna be the wedding of a century. My body's getting married and you're gonna see just how much I can do. You've heard of your safari bar mitzvah? Robin to our new hour, Sweet 16. Well, none of them compare to what this is. The food will be disgusting, but even you'll be busted. There's a party here in Agrabah, and it's got us all aglow. If a street rat could have come so far, maybe I could do it. Sure, there's nothing to it. There's a party here in Agrabah, but we're not sure that we'll go. For although the bride is larger, the groom is awfully low. And now we take you down to the palace. Everyone has celebrated all night long. Without your fur and all this malice, everybody's happy. What could possibly go wrong? There's a party here in Agrabah, and we're gonna rob them blind. While there, old munching caviar, create a small disturbance, I'll sneak up from behind. There's a party here in Agrabah, and the loot is pouring in. 
I like this wedding stuff so far. Maybe if I'm pleasant, I'll get to keep a present. You've ordered just a few tasteful flowers. And Valley will carefully part for you. The bridesmaids have been dressing for hours. Girls, you look just lovely and so grown up too. There's a party here in Agrippa. Guests are filling up the room. But there's something missing. Yes, aha! Where is the groom? We learned shortly after the ruined wedding that Aladdin's father is in fact alive, and when Aladdin goes to save his father from the 40 thieves, he's in for quite the surprise when he discovers that not only is his father trapped within their world, he's the king of it. And that doesn't set well with Saluk. Voiced by Jerry Orbeck, Saluk is not a man to be messing with, and he lets the thieves know it when he takes control. Are You In or Out gives us a rather decent villain number. Dark, but still relatively light in the sound, Saluk sings of the good old days when the thieves were rolling in loot, blaming Kasim for the recent dwindling and stolen fortune. He convinces the other thieves to follow him as the new king throughout the song as they start to agree with his words. While there are slight voicing differences from the thieves between the song and the final film cut, Jerry Orbeck's performance remains the same between the two and is a great addition to the villain songbook. I remember a time when crime was sublime, there was plenty of loot in the lair. We'd plunder and pillage and ransack a village with nary a worry or care. Then along came this king with his soft-hearted dream, but he ratted us out in the end. So rally the troops, we were meant to regroup and return to our roots once again. Are you in or out? Gotta know without a doubt. I'm the one you need for a dirty deed. I'm the best. Success is guaranteed. Are you men or mice? Take a slice of my advice. You want a fearless leader, one that's strong and stout. Better vote for me. Are you in or out? We used to be smart, yes, horrendously heartless. In a ravaging rain, we were rough. We knew that we had to be blissfully bad. Make a scene from this city. Double-crossers or devout Put your faith in me, pretty soon you'll see I'm the prince of generosity Are you hopeful, Here's the path I recommend You want a ride to fame? I've got the fastest route What's it gonna be? Are you in or out? We'll go robbing in all the right places From Agrabah to Paris Imagine the fear on their faces When we drop by for cookies and tea Come along, boy! Follow me! Are you in or out? If you're with me, give a shout! Yeah. I'll lead you all the way into the glory days We'll begin a life of crime that pays Are you out or in? Make your choice now, sink or swim you can stick with me or stay behind and pout. What's it gonna be? Consider carefully. Are you in? What would an Aladdin film be without a love song? Following the less remembered Forget About Love and the forever classic A Whole New World, out of thin air still find some airtime within some of the shops of the Magic Kingdom every once in a while. 
With Brad Kane still providing the singing voice for Aladdin, Liz Calloway took on the singing voice for Jasmine, starting with the return of Jafar. Audiences will also recognize Miss Calloway as the voice of Odette in the Swan Princess films, and from the ever-popular Fox animated film Anastasia as the title character's singing voice. A soft romantic ballad, Jasmine comes to find Aladdin in his home, trying to cheer him up after learning his father is alive. Aladdin struggles in the song with the fact that his father was never there for him growing up, pointing out the differences in his and Jasmine's childhoods. The song ends on a happier note as the two make the decision together to postpone the wedding so Aladdin can go and find Kasim and bring him home for the wedding. While still not up to the level of the original love ballad, the song still holds a special place in the list of Disney love songs as short, but sweet, and well-performed. time for the week is up. As always, thanks for sticking around for another Magical Music Review and for coming back to Diz Radio every week. Make sure to head on over to the D-Wire on Facebook for more Disney fun, memories, and news. Check out our official Facebook page and website, and connect with the D-Team and myself at any of our official show emails. We will be taking a look at our number one animated sequel next week, so make sure to come back. Until then, have a wonderful rest of your week, D-Heads, and until next time, see ya! Aladdin showed you a whole new world. The Return of Jafar took you beyond imagination. Now, Walt Disney Home Video invites you to a celebration. Oh, yeah! With an all-new movie. Doesn't get me bigger than that! The third and final chapter of the exciting trilogy. Aladdin and the King of Thieves. 
Aladdin and Jasmine's dreams are finally coming true. This is a happy day. But a band of notorious thieves. Open sesame! And a long-kept secret. My father is alive? Lead Aladdin into his greatest adventure ever. Show me the way. Follow the trail of the 40 thieves. Your father is trapped within their world. That would be a problem. Got lots of grub to share. Pull up an easy chair. Welcome to the 40 Aladdin and the King of Thieves features five brand new songs and reunites all your favorite characters from Aladdin. I'm back! Including the genie, brought to life again by the one and only Robin Williams. It's a kinder, gentler genie. Look at it! This summer, live the adventure. You don't stand a chance against the King of Thieves. And take part in the wedding of the century. Wow. They're finally getting married. They're finally getting married. I'm finally getting married. Aladdin and the King of Thieves. Coming directly to video, summer '96. Now on Diz Radio, it's Brandy giving you the latest news on Disney's multimedia. Brandy has you covered, giving you the latest news on what's happening at the Walt Disney Company. Now on thisradio.com. Hey D-Heads, this might be dating myself or maybe a few for in our audience. I was wondering how whoever uses the e-cards. I can recall where it was just mid-90s it started booming up and one of my favorite sh uh, websites I would like to visit was hallmark.com. And not only the Hallmark, I was looking for all the funny uh, hoops and yo-yo, you know, the pink... You know, the pink cat and the green bunny and little Piddles, the little blue character, which I don't know who she is. <laughs> but anyways, I love Gando's electronic e-cards where it's very interactive and the funny sayings and plus the personal note toward the end. And, you know, I don't even know if e-cards is still going and still booming now. And some some cards even cost even $1.99 to even send. Well... <clears throat> Disney is now also ramping up their Hallmark collection where you can send additional fun interactive Disney e-cards, yes, Disney virtual e-cards from Hallmark.com. Some say that e-cards are a little not personal because you're sending it to someone else via computer, but I like to send it also just additional fun things so when they're checking their email, they're like, hey, I got an e-card from so-and-so. I mean, hey, I just got your car not that long ago. Hey, let's check this out, you know? And it's kind of, you know, I like seeing that and doing all the fun memories and just it kind of makes a nice personal note. But if you want to check it out, go to Hallmark.com and click under the e-card selection and Disney's right there. Of course, there's going to be Marvel and all the fun Star Wars that Disney is known for now from all the wonderful animation studios that we love to and grow with all the over the years you can see mickey goofy the fabulous five of course and all the wonderful new characters that are just coming along at hallmark.com have you guys recently sent an e-card to someone or don't know anybody who would like a e-card well hey you can send me an e-card if you really want to over at hallmark.com just add my email address at randy at disradio.com. Yes, R-A-N-D-Y 
at D-I-Z-R-A-D-I-O.com, dot C-O-M. And I would love to see what you guys would like to send me. Yes, you can spam me if you really wanted to with all the e-cards, but hey, have fun. I would love to see what you guys send. And if not, maybe you could send a favorite e-card to someone else of the D-Team. Just a little suggestion. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. <laughs> Well, this is Randy signing out for Disney's latest multimedia. Be sure to keep your eyes, ears, and senses alerted with the latest Disney multimedia around you. Until then, maybe I'll send you an e-card in reply. See you next time. Taking you on those magical journeys from your lifetime of Disney. See? Wow! It's Disney On Demand. Dibs! Here's your host, Jonathan Johnson. Okay, I'm convinced. And a little disgusted. All right, all of you D-heads, so that's going to wrap up this week's show. It was a fantastic romp, and of course, making those happily ever afters actually happen. So with that, I want to extend a very special thank you to our very special guest, Angie Kielhauer, once again for stopping in, chatting with us, taking this time out of your very busy schedule, and talking about all the different things and being part of this all-new fireworks celebration at the Magic Kingdom. Thank you once again for stopping in and, of course, making memories to happen for the up-and-coming years for thousands and thousands of guests to the Walt Disney World Parks. I'd also like to thank the D-Team. That's right, Aaron, Paige, Dominic, Randy, and Jason all stopping in here this week with their signature segments. Without the D-Team, there'd be nothing more than me rambling week in and week out, so definitely connect up with the D-Team. They'd love to hear from you, and it's super easy. All you have to do is go to the D-Team page found on our official website, and everybody has their emails listed there, right there, for you to connect and talk with them, chat, whatever you want to do so thank you the d team you truly do make the magic happen and finally thank you the d heads you are the reason we've been doing this show for almost eight years almost 200 episodes we bring this show to you to help you relive the magic and memories from your lifetime of disney so thank you the d heads for truly making this show what it is for almost eight years and for the years to come now, next week, we have another special guest stopping in here, somebody that's very fun, somebody that is maybe played a role in a bunch of your childhoods, and so much more. But before I do that, I do want to give you all the different ways to clue you in as to how you can stay connected here at the show. And first and foremost, you can always visit our official website at DizRadio.com, D-I-Z Radio. There you can find our full list of past shows, the complete podcast archives, our latest news blogs, and more right there on our official website at DizRadio.com, D-I-Z Radio.com. You can also connect up with us all over the social media outlets on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Show. That's D-I-Z Radio, S-H-O-W. You can also follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, many other places. Just search Disney On Demand. Diz Radio, that's D-I-Z Radio, or Disney Blue, and that's B-L-U. All of which are going to help you find our fun, unique, quirky, as I say every single week, magical little show. And if you really can't wait to stay connected, you want to listen to the shows instantly as soon as they get released, it's super easy. All you have to do is go to iTunes or Stitcher Radio and subscribe right there. Search Disney On Demand, Diz Radio, or Disney Blue. You're going to find our show, subscribe, and you get the latest shows as they get released every single week on your iPhone, your Android, your tablet, you name it, and you can hear all of the D-Team ringing in your ears every single week with our special guests and more. And remember, you can find all of these links and a lot of extra goodies on our official website at DizRadio.com, D-I-Z-Radio.com. 
All right, all of you D-Heads, it has been a fun show, a long one, the kind of show that we haven't had in quite some time. But with that came Happily Ever After, making your dreams come true, searching for the stars. And as I always say this weekend, while you do all of that, take time, slow down, and never neglect family for business. You can always make money. You can't always make memories. And with that said, have a fantastic weekend, and you never know where the dream is going to take you. Until next week, all of you D-Heads, I'll catch you online and have a fantastic weekend. They'll try to hold you back And they will say you're
Thank you for tuning in to Disney Blues, Disney On Demand. The content and thoughts expressed are those of the show and not the Disney company. Now go on and relive the magic, memories, and appreciation from your lifetime of Disney. See you real soon.